it's it's a shame because LeBron James, he's still a superstar. He's still probably the best player in, in the NBA overall. Stop the crap. Are you, are you, no, you're, I know why you are saying this. Right you're, now. you're exposing no, yourself. You're... Welcome back to the Getting Buckets podcast. So yeah, the NBA season is uh, starting soon, and today we're going to go over the Western Conference. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at um, the betting lines for the win totals for each team. We're each going to pick an over, an easy over, and an easy under, and then we're going to talk about it and discuss it between ourselves. And by the way, joining me is Matt and Jordan, so we got some of the OGs back. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Um, Jordan, go ahead. Let's get started. All right. So, I guess we'll start with the easy over. For me, when I was looking at this, the easiest one, honestly, for me was the Kings at 33 and a half. Um, when you look at what they added last year at the trade deadline with Sabonis, you know, that guy's a perennial all-star. De'Aaron Fox had really good chemistry with him. I know their on-off numbers were really strong um, in the limited time they had together. And then they drafted Keegan Murray with the fourth pick in the draft this year, and he's looked really good in preseason. Um, you know, and the Kings, you know, they always hover like around 30, 31 wins a year. But then when you add someone like Sabonis, I feel like getting over 33 wins just feels like pretty much a lock. You know, I'm not saying they're going to win like some huge number, but if they hover around like a 500 team, I think that's that, that, that's pretty, pretty, pretty feasible for, for a team like that with, the, with their kind of talent. Matt, any thoughts? Yeah, Jordan, do you think that the Kings won the trade with Sabonis for Halliburton? So I don't think they won. I think Halliburton's like, I think he's going to be an all-star. Like, I think he's going to be a really good young point guard. But I still think, like, the way people just blew it out of proportion was insane. Um, Acting like, like, you know, the Kings just, you know, gave away prime LeBron James. Like, that's the way it was being pushed in the media, uh, which is a little ridiculous. But I still, like, I think this was, you know, the trade was, like, okay for the Kings. It wasn't a huge deal. Like, they need talent in the front court and then when you pair him with someone like fox um it's going to be like like i said they're not going to be an amazing team but like if they hover around 500 i think that's that's pretty feasible for them um yeah yeah the reason why the kings really like seriously lost that trade for the sabonis even though sabonis is a very good player um because sabonis i think sabonis only has like two years left on his contract now and you with Halburn, you could have had the potential to keep him for like up to seven years, pretty much, with his rookie contract. And then you have him as a restricted free agent. So, like, there's a chance the bonus just leaves this team uh, in like two years from now. And then where, where will that put the Kings? You know, back yeah, and, back yeah, in a dumpster. And- like that's why the trade was so bad. But as this team stands right now, I agree with Jordan. I think the they are an easy over. I'm just look at who they added in the offseason. Ken Bazemore kind of sucks. That's not really a, a big uh, addition. Quinn Cook, whatever. Matt Delavadova didn't even know he was still in the NBA. Uh, <laughs> and then, oh, Kevin Herter. I think that Kevin Herter trade was a good trade for them. I like that. 
Um, they also got Malik Monk, which I think is good, is a good trade. I think that's good, Malik Monk. And then, as you mentioned, um, Keegan Murray uh, has, has looked really good. And people were clowning the Kings in um, the offseason in the draft. So when they drafted him, they said, oh, you should have drafted Jaden Ivey. People were clowning them. But I think Keegan Murray is going to be really good. So I actually – I as of right now I do think the, the it is possible that the Kings could even win like you know maybe they could win 38 39 maybe even 40 games. Oh yeah, like people are talking about I, I you know I haven't watched too much Kings preseason um but based off of what I've been reading on like on Twitter during games it seems like you know people are saying he looks like a 10-year pro as a rookie. Like he just he understands the game so well. He moves around the court like he's like he's been there forever. Um you know with the Kings like I was like with the Sabonis trade, I'm sure their front office and their ownership has a playoff mandate every single year because they're right now, you know, the Seattle Mariners just made the playoffs. Uh, they have the longest playoff drought of all four major sports teams in the U S which is, you know, I think it's 20, 21 years now. So you just have to think like they're tired of the rebuilding and they just, they want to do everything possible to get even a play in spot to so at least fight for the chance for the eight, seventh or eighth seed. So getting someone like Sabonis is going to help them towards that goal. Matt, any uh, final thoughts? I heard you were going to say something before. I just kind of really like the fit of Sabonis and Fox together. Fox is, in my opinion, a high candidate for a major breakout this season, maybe even scoring upwards in the in the high 20s. Combined with Sabonis, who's a perennial 20 and 10 guy, they have all of this uh, solid talent surrounding the rest of the, the roster there. Definitely a up-and-coming team, obviously. To your point, Sabonis potentially leaving in two years. Uh, if if the Kings have a – if the Kings make some noise, it seems like they're going to keep improving. There's no reason for him to, to leave because the Kings will be able to offer him that max money and then he'll, he'll stay and then they can have a solid roster uh, for, for years forward. So – the, the fit with having two point guards with Halliburton and Fox was never really going to work out. I think the Kings did that a while ago, or, or maybe there was a, a, some, okay, so no, there was some other team. It was the, the Phoenix Suns. I think they had Isaiah Thomas, they had Goran Dragic, and I think they had one other point guard and it just, or it was, it was Eric Bledsoe and that just didn't work out at all. So a two point guard scheme doesn't really work in the NBA as well as the proven combination of little man and, and big man. Uh, and the Kings really have uh, have that in in spades right now. So that's that's a, a good thing for them. And uh, I, I don't know if they're going to have upper 30s amount of wins because the West has so much talent and we're going to be talking about the, a little bit more uh, over the rest of this episode. But definitely over 33 and a half, I'll put money down on that. I'm 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 thinking 35 or 36. All right. Um, yeah. So, Jordan, what was your easy under? Easy under for me was Dallas at 48 and a half. I just think the loss of Jalen Brunson is going to hurt them a lot. Um, and also just not even that, you know, they have Luka Doncic. He's a, he's a, you know, top five player in the league. He's incredible. Um, but when I just look at the rest of the West and who's coming back, when you talk about, you know, getting a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Paul George back, you talk about, getting a healthy Zion Williamson back for the Pelicans, um, getting Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. back for the Nuggets. I just think that the Mavericks are going to fall a little bit in the standings and 48 and a half wins seems like a little bit too high for them. I probably pegged them at like 44 or 45. 
so yeah, it's not really that much that like I think they're gonna they're they're gonna be like a, such a worse team. It's just that the West is getting so much better that I can't see them. You know, this Vegas odds has them. I think is what the fourth best team in the West, which I just I don't see happening. Uh, and I didn't talk about Minnesota adding you know someone like Rudy Gobert, which is gonna you know help them so much. Um, the, Ma- the Mavericks added Javale McGee and Christian Wood. Those were their their two big offseason additions, which are which are fine. It beefs up their front court, which they needed, but. Like I said, losing Brunson, I think, is going to hurt them a lot because they don't have a secondary ball handler take some pressure off of Luka during the regular season. Christian Wood is is nice, though. He put up yeah, a lot of numbers no, he is, in, no, he's in Houston. Nice. He is good. And, um, that, and I, that does kind of balance their team a little bit. They were always pretty thin in the front court, and now they have a solid pick-and-roll guy with, with Luka. Yeah, and I'm honestly surprised. They said he's going to be – uh, Jason Kidd said he's going to be the sixth man to start the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought well, he'd be well because their their center um was it Dwight Powell he's had that starting role for a while so they're yeah. probably going to have Powell play 23 24 25 minutes and then Christian Wood uh coming and playing 28 or 29 it'll probably yeah, I, be like like that where he's a, a six man just uh just for for macho purposes to exploit the the second unit uh coming in at the you know three or four minute mark of the of the first quarter I, th- I think their starting lineup there's something like uh, it's Luca, Dinwiddie, uh, Hardaway, Powell, and uh, L- yeah, Luca Hardaway, Luca Hardaway, McGee, Powell, and uh, Dinwiddie. Um, so so Hardaway's still uh, on. Uh, Hardaway's still there. Yeah, and yeah. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yes, and and he, uh, Hardaway was hurt all of last year, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he broke his foot. Okay, so then would you not say that that's kind of a substitute for Brunson in, in this that, case? Yeah, so, 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 that, so that's how it's being pushed by, like, a lot of writers. Like, you know, he's basically going to mm-hmm. substitute the Brunson role. I mean, Hardaway's um, a really good player. And, no, and Brunson a- really – like, Brunson, he only really caught fire in the playoffs. He wasn't really that good in the regular season. He was he was okay. But the, the, the reason why he got all that money from the, the Knicks – the the Knicks just viciously overpaying him. That's it's not uh, is, is because overpay. it's a vicious overpay. Is, is because not. of his little uh, his little outburst in the playoffs. So now the Knicks are stuck paying uh, uh, Randall Barrett and Brunson. Uh, was it a hundred plus million dollars total? So that's that's a that's a real winning squad, and we'll talk about that on the the East preview next week. Uh, I'm I'm gonna hammer the under on their team. You just, Anyways, yeah, yeah, you can you yeah, can carry. Yeah, 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 I just you, needed you to get, get your it little. Yeah. You, have to, you, yep. you get your little dig in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're thirty nine and a half is so it's it's so it's so bad. They just can't they can't get there. It'll it'll be under thirty wins, folks. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I I see what Jordan is saying about um the for the the under on the on the Mavs, but I don't know um. I mean, Luka Doncic is just uh, is like one of the, is kind of is like will be one of the goats, and he's already so fucking good. So I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know how much Jalen Brunson will affect them because they they do have Dinwiddie, who is also really he played really fucking well last year, and they also have as we said, um, Hardaway Jr., who is really good. So the Mavs, the Mavs have a decent team. I mean, I don't know if they're going to win forty what forty eight and a half, so what forty nine games. I don't know. I'll probably actually take the under on them too, but I think um, it's, I don't think it's going to be like a massively under where they're only going to win like 40, 42 games. I think they're going to probably win maybe 45, 46 games. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I think I do agree with that. So um, it, it, it really just kind of comes down to how talented the West is. So 
I think I do agree that it'll be under, but it's not because the team as a whole got worse. It's just because the West just massively upgraded. Yeah, yeah, and that, that was my whole point. I'm just banking on yeah. the rest of the teams in the West just taking a big jump, like like I said, with, with the Clippers, with the Nuggets, with the Pelicans, and with the Wolves. Like, those four teams mm-hmm. are all going to take big leaps. All right, um, Matt, who was your easy over? So my easy over are the New Orleans Pelicans. I think it's a shoo-in that they're going to win more than 44 and a half games. I, I saw that, I think... In the next couple of days, I'm actually just going to put some money where my mouth is and uh, take the over on them uh, on on FanDuel. Their roster is really, really strong. Uh, Just to recap who they have, they have CJ McCollum, they have Brandon Ingram, they have Zion, they have Valanchunas, they have two really strong defenders, Herb Jones and the mini Patrick Beverly, Jose Alvarado. They have Larry Nance. They just have a really strong team overall. Zion Williamson, if I can get his name out, right? He has lost a ton of weight. Looking yeah. at him at a training camp, he looks, he looks fucking shredded. Yeah, he does. This guy, he also has an earring now. So you know that he's a man on a mission He's laughing. He's smiling at training camp. He he seems at ease. He seems ready. Um, this guy is going to put on a show this year, honestly. Zion, genuinely, I think that he's going to average at least 30 a game. He's going to be a monster this year. Him and Ingram together, they're going to put up crazy numbers. That front court, that uh, those, those guys with Valanciunas, they're going to be really, really talented. I don't think it's too crazy to say that the Pelicans get up to 50 games. Uh, like 50 wins they have so much talent on that team and you can go and say oh the whole western conference has improved the the wolves got gobert grizzlies the the nuggets are fully healthy blah 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 the the clippers are fully healthy the pelicans have just as much talent as everyone else zion ingram uh the the other guys they are they are completely stacked these they'll I'm, I'm definitely taking the over. I, and I, and not only that, I think that they're going to win 50 plus games. Yeah. I think like, even like CJ is just such a big help for them. He, I think he averaged in like 24, five and six in the 30 games he played with them. And he's going to be their starting point guard for the season. And then you have, you have him, Ingram, Zion, and then Zion and Valanciunas in the paint. They're just going to destroy other teams in terms of offensive rebounding and second chance points. Like they're they're gonna wreck havoc, and I I, I agree with Matt. It's an easy over, um, but it's you know it feels it feels like an easy over because we think we all think Zion Williamson is gonna play sixty plus games, and it all really banks on that. Like he needs to play because he missed all of last year with the foot injury. People thought he was coming back in Christmas, and then they thought it was around the trade deadline, and he kept having more and more setbacks, and it was just very confusing. But you know. Like Matt said, he looks like he's in great shape. So he's, you know, the foot, and that was definitely a big problem with the setbacks. He just wasn't in the best shape. But now um, he spent some time in Portland in the offseason rehabbing, training, getting in shape, and he looks great. So hopefully those injuries will come down. And he plays, if he plays 65 games, I think 48, 49 wins is very, very feasible for them. He, he traded in that gumbo in New Orleans for that vegan food in Portland. And, uh, that's, that's how he lost all that weight. Also, yeah. one other point that I uh, that I neglected to mention, uh, the the draft pick the Pelicans got, Dyson Daniels, is looking pretty good in, in, uh, yeah. in He's really, the offseason here. Preseason. They're, they're, their pick last year, Trey Murphy, apparently he looks really good in preseason too. 
So they have a lot. They have they have a strong bench too. It's not just yeah. their starting yeah. lineup. They have a, they yeah, have a really they, good bench. Yeah, yeah. Their their whole roster are just really talented and yeah. like headlined by the two man duo of Zion and Brandon Ingram. That is a really really strong roster. And and right, like we we barely talked about CJ. Like CJ is really good too. He's a he's a borderline um, uh, all star. So yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah no. I agree with you guys. Um, the Pelicans like do have like a scary team on paper. And if you look who they lost, they really didn't really lose anybody in the offseason, like anybody notable. They lost Gary Clark, Jared Harper, don't even know who that is, and Tony Snell. So that's so they're pretty much keeping their whole team, their whole court intact. Uh, and without losing anybody, plus they they added Zion Williamson, one of the best players in the NBA. So already, so, so well, and they and they now dude, the greatest free throw shooter of all yeah. time, hundred percent one season. And they they also resigned Larry Nance. They resigned Zion. They resigned uh, CJ. So they're going to have a very good team next year. I don't know if I would call them contenders to win a championship. There is, it's possible they could go in, in the in like you know some crazy mix. Everything starts working. Everything is clicking, and they just start like. Devastating teams. Um, it is possible. I don't know. You know, anything can happen. But uh, I definitely the Pelicans at forty four and a half. That's the easy over. I mean, everybody should be betting on that. There's there's no way they're not winning at least forty eight games, in my opinion. So um, they're going to be very good next year. Yeah. Not only all that, the Pelicans are going to be a very entertaining team to watch. If Zion can stay healthy, they just have a lot of firepower. Pelicans fans, they're going to be very, very happy, very entertained all year. They're uh, any any city that they that they go to, those will be must-see tickets, in my opinion. Like league pass rankings, they're number one for me. Oh yeah, like I, they would if I'm if I if there's no Nick game on, or there's no like big national TV game. I'm putting on the Pelicans game for sure. Um, and yeah, that's they're 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 going to be a lot of fun to watch. Matt, who is your easy under? My easy under, and again, this is, in my opinion, a no-brainer here, the Los Angeles Fakers and, yep. and LeBubble James, headlined by LeBubble James. These, this team is not good. The fact that they're at 45 and a half is simply because Vegas upped the line because of extra interest by, by betters just as a – as a name brand, the 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 LA Lakers. Yeah, it's the Lakers tax. Yeah, this is not a good team. You can guarantee that they're going to lose, or they're not going to win forty five games. They're going to win closer to what they have been in the past couple of years, uh, high thirties, mid thirties, if that. This, like the the Western Conference, basically there are at least ten teams that are that are way stronger than them. You can go and make an argument. Oh. AD and LeBron haven't had a fully healthy season since the bubble once they're fully healthy. And now it, it somehow kind of looks like, or rather somehow the, the, the narrative has become, Oh, the Lakers are actually fully healthy. Now AD fell or he, he landed awkwardly in the preseason game the other day. And it looks like he almost broke his fucking ankle again. Like this, this guy, he, he like, he needs to learn how to fall because he, like he, he gets hurt constantly. Like, like what it is, is that he gets hurt constantly, but he, He's, but he's like never like injured. He's just always hobbled. He's just always like out for spurts here and there. He'll come back and then he'll twist this, turn that, get poked there. Like it's, it's kind of, you know, ridiculous. And it's, 
it's a shame because LeBron James, he's still a superstar. He's still probably the best player in, in the NBA overall. Stop the um, cap with that. I, I, no, like I, I still, still kind of think in terms of his, his basketball IQ, his experience, he's still insanely athletic. He's still a top five athlete in the NBA at this age, at uh, the amount of miles that he's going to, uh, to get. That being said, though, outside of those two guys, the Lakers, as, as a whole, they just have a really bad roster. They have their, their third guy is Russell Westbrook, who we all know is just horrendous, really just a bad player, just shoots terribly, terrible fit, was always a, a terrible fit. They, they don't really have any, any other solid players surrounding them. They got Patrick Beverly. That was their big deal of the offseason. They, they also got Thomas Bryant, but he's not really a, a needle mover, so to speak. Overall, just their, their team, it, oh, they, they have Kendrick Nunn. Okay, fine. They, they got Kendrick Nunn. He's, again, a bench player, basically. I, I think he's going to be getting starter minutes out there in, in Los Angeles. They, they have all this stock in, in Austin Reeves, this, this white guy um, who's, who's really not, not very good. They, they got Dennis Schroeder again. Um, Juan Toscano Anderson just, just highlighting some of the, the things they, they did recently. Um, this is, this is a, a bad team. They're going to, um, they're, they're, they're not going to sniff anywhere close to 45 games. Uh, and it's going to be disappointing because the highlight of their season is going to be LeBron um, passing Kareem for all-time points. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like disappointing because you see those two combined and you know if they were able to play like – 60 65 games together they'd be a lock as a playoff team but i just don't think anybody no, no but but they one. they're no, actually but, one of them but not, honestly but they, even, i don't know if they even are even if yeah. they even if they play 65 even 70 games uh, together lebron and in uh, ad i don't think the roster is good enough to compete with the rest of the western conference mm-hmm. like like do you think on, like honestly a healthy lebron a healthy ad playing against let's let, let's just say the the pelicans in, in a seven game series Honestly, I will pick the Pelicans seven games. I, I, I would pick the Pelicans. Honestly, I'm talking about in terms of regular, like regular season. I think like a six, seven seed. If those two, let's say, let's say you brought the number seventy games, I think that's pretty feasible. Yeah. I just like I said, the reason I would take the under, but, but then, but, I'm not, but then, I'm not who do you? Yeah, but but then, but but let's say that that does happen, right? In order for them to let's say even get to the the seven seed, that means that some teams have to be bumped out of the the seven seed, right? Like who falls, right? Just just yeah, looking at also, that, the, that, that, the that's, conference, that's the right? Problem. Yeah, well, I'm. I mean, that's not really a problem. That's like the 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 whole problem, really. Mm-hmm. Like, because it just just by like they don't just magically get the the seven seed, right? Like they have to be worse than six teams and better than fucking eight other teams, right? So mm-hmm. if if they're the the seven seed, I mean, just kind of um, eyeballing it here, three, three, um, seven, eight. So uh, they would have to be better either than the Wolves, Grizzlies, Mavs, Nuggets, Warriors, Suns, Clippers, one of those those teams, better than the Pelicans also. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the Lakers are going to be better than two of any of those those teams. That's that's essentially what that has to be for them to be the uh, the seven seed. So simply okay. that is that is not happening. They're 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 not gonna be better than two of those teams. The Pelicans and Wolves, no way. Mavs and Grizzlies, no way. Mazanogas, no way. They're they're not sniffing anywhere near the playoffs. Yeah, I have to I have to agree with Matt again. Like, if you look look at 
what this team has added in the offseason. They added they have this is a completely new group, by the way. They added 12 players in the offseason. 12. They added Beverly, Troy Brown, Thomas Bryant, Max Christie, Jay Huff, Damian Jones, Scotty Pippen Jr., Matt Ryan. <laughs> that's not the that's not the, the QB. <laughs> Dennis Schroeder, Cole Swider. Juan Squana Anderson and Lonnie Walker. That's 12 players I've added in the offseason. 12. And and uh, they didn't re-sign Carmelo Anthony, but I think it was a mistake. Um, uh, well, they, four, four, four or five of those guys you mentioned are going to be G League players. Those are just signed to two-way deals. Yeah, but still, so even if you're adding even if you're adding seven new players still, that's yeah. that's a lot of fucking players. They lost Malik and, Monk. And, and Malik <laughs> Monk, who... Those guys are clutch clients. Yeah, and they, they lost Malik Monk, who uh, played really... was really good for them last year. Dwight Howard... Well, it was mid last year. The Taylor Horn Tucker is garbage who they lost. But they, so they lost um a couple of good players in the offseason. Oh, they lost DJ Augustine, which I who who I think is good. So yeah, this Lakers team is bad. Jordan, I know you said yeah, if they win 70 games and may make the playoffs, that like that's not even a guarantee. Like this team is, is I'm also, this team is so, bad, bro. Like Westbrook, yeah. like we got we have Westbrook and Beverly and Dennis Roder all on the same team. What the fuck? Like that. Like what is that? What is what that? You, what what is that? Do, what it's it's just sitting right in front of their faces, and they need to do it already. Is that they need to take those two picks that they have, and just dump them for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. It's sitting and it's staring them in the face, and you know, like what are you gonna do? Like I understand wanting to keep those picks for long term help, but it's just like those, those picks are so many years away. LeBron's in his twentieth year now. You're not wasting another year of his of his career. You only have him for another year after this. And then, you know, he's probably going to leave to wherever Bronny gets drafted. So you don't have that much time with him. And then, you know, if you're going to go forward with AD as your number one, you're going to need some help. And, you know, Miles turned 80 front court, I think could work. You need, you got someone who's a shot blocker. You get someone who could space the floor a little bit. Buddy Heald, they obviously need his shooting desperately. Um, and you can dump Russell Westbrook, which is, you know, as we saw last year, he was a huge problem for them. He was turning over the ball at an insane rate. His efficiency was garbage. And he was just putting up counting stats like he always does. But, you know, the efficiency came down even more. And it's just not, not a fit with that roster. And I think Patrick Beverly and Kendrick Nunn could do way better, you know, including Schroeder, too, as, as their point guard trio over Westbrook. It's just it's it's insane that he's still on this roster. I, I'm, I was genuinely shocked that they didn't they didn't they haven't pulled the trigger on that deal yet. And I think they probably will in the next two or three months because they just know it's not really a fit. Yeah, I, I think there is a decent chance that maybe they – Try to trade Westbrook at the deadline for pennies. I don't know. Um, I'm I don't know. But like Westbrook on this team, as long as Westbrook is on this team, like they're they're not going. They're not going anywhere. And that's just how it is. Um, so it's unfortunate. But uh, yeah. So Matt, do you have anything else to comment on the Lakers? No, we can we can move on to to your picks. <clears throat> All right. So my easy over. I'm picking the Denver Nuggets, who, who are right currently right now at 49 and a half. Yeah, um, this Denver Nuggets team, I believe, is a contender to win the championship. This team is disgusting. You got Jamal Murray. You got Michael Porter Jr. coming back. You got um, Jokic. They got Bruce Brown now. I don't know if he's going to start or not. Then they actually they got KCP, who uh, I think actually who is going to be in that um, Will Barton. He's replacing Will Barton pretty much. Who I think uh, that's actually I think KCP is a really good fit for them. He's a good three, a three D player, even though he didn't really shoot that well from three last year. Um, Jokic is going to get him a lot of open looks. 
Yeah, I think this Denver Nuggets team is potentially be scary. I mean, they they were the seventh seed. The what were they, the seventh seventh seed last year? The Nuggets, um, without Murray and Yoke, uh, and Porter Jr. for the whole year. So, yeah, I think this uh this team is gonna be nuts, and they have a they got that got that guy um, Christian Braun, who they drafted, who I think is gonna be good too. So, um, in the, he was like twenty first overall pick. He played for Kansas, the team that won the national championship. I think he's gonna be good. So, I do think this team is gonna be scary. Only. One caveat is they did sign DeAndre Jordan. That is a big L. I mean, DeAndre Jordan is fucking garbage, if we're being honest. But other than that, I do think this uh, this team is going to be good. I think it's going to be a very good team. And can someone explain to me how he still has a job in the NBA? Yeah, I, I don't know like either. Flipping burgers somewhere he's, at he, like he's the, he, he, he's the number one teammate. That's why he's the he's the ultimate teammate. He's like is the he, Udonis has the ultimate goal. cheerleader. All right, yeah. so so like get him a fucking skirt then. yeah um but yeah i i agree with ethan i think the number that they they listed was an easy over for me too i what what did they have last year 48 or 49 wins like Jokic dragged them to that number yeah himself basically and then you know obviously he had a little help from aaron gordon too but he's not like some huge contributor he's just a versatile forward who can you know score here and there um but getting jamal murray back who's an all-star level point guard getting Michael Porter Jr. back. We know what his ceiling is. We, you know, we saw uh, in the bubble what he was doing. He was just putting up ridiculous numbers. He, those two, adding them back to this offense can just they, they can be the best offense in the league this year easily when you have those three together. And then, like I said, you have Aaron Gordon as a front court mate. Um, you have Bo- Bones Highland, who I think is a high quality b- backup point guard. You have yeah. someone like you know the reports on I read on Zeke Naji, who's probably going to be. Their backup power forward is also really good. They just have they have a really strong roster. Like you said, KCP, I think it's going to be a strong addition for them. You know, it's kind of like the Gary Harris role. They're 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 a really good team, and I'm I'm definitely hammering the over on them. Matt, yeah, I definitely want to echo what you guys were saying, um, and I think that the Nuggets are my pick to make it out of the Western Conference as it is right now. The fact that they got Michael Porter Jr. back healthy he's ready to, to go he's playing he against the bulls the other day he had 20 points four three seven rebounds um they have Jokic. obviously he's an, an absolute mvp type player and uh he's gonna be doing the same type of deal where he puts up uh, 30 points 10 rebounds 10 assists he's he's gonna just be wowing us all year uh, he's a he's a beacon of of health too. He basically never goes uh, goes down. He plays so many games. Uh, that's a bit of stability for them. Jamal Murray's coming back. Aaron Gordon's still there. Bruce Brown. They also uh, got him as as well. That's very fucking sad for us. Yeah, pain. Um, that that like that genuinely. That honestly gives me pause for the next season overall. Because Bruce Brown was literally our everything. Yeah, he the was fact so, that, he was so Yeah, like, and and he's going to be doing the same thing for for Denver that he did for for us. And and I think he'll. Team is, yeah. I think he'll just be even better in that role because he got he has Jokic now. He has Jokic. Right. He has Jokic now to help him yeah. like get open. And so it? right, the the ball movement is going to be a lot more fluid in Denver than it was in in Brooklyn. The fit with Jokic um, is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, any any player around Jokic, the fit is beautiful because that's just who Jokic yeah. is. Like he's yeah. he's just like the best passer in in the NBA, uh, just just by a a wide margin. Honestly, uh, like like you said, KCP's uh, there. 
uh, Jeff Green, they they still have a ex Brooklyn guy, so like they're they're really just picking up all these all these uh, um, nice glue guys from from Brooklyn, sadly. But um, they're they're clearly they're clearly onto something, and they're definitely going to win more than uh, more than fifty games, and they're going to make it out of the Western Conference because I I just I just see them as overall the the best team in in the the West. They they can beat uh, anybody. Yeah, and you guys said before how the Pelicans were like the league pass team you would watch. I think the Nuggets are would be pretty high on my list too for a team that I would watch if the Nets aren't playing. Um, I think the, the Nuggets are going to have an explosive offense. I think they're going to be a very good, fun team to watch. Um, they're definitely a contender to win the championship, in my opinion. I think we all agree that they're contenders. Yes. And they also just have like we haven't even talked about like Mike Malone is probably like a top three coach in the league. Oh yeah, like, he, he just does. he. The Kings' biggest mistake in the last 20 years was letting him go. I, yeah, and, I still don't understand and, how how they let him walk. Yeah, and the, also, like, DeMarcus Cousins actually liked him, too. That's, like, one of the only coaches yeah. he actually, like, got along with, and they fired him. Uh, that was a huge mistake for them. Um, yeah, so uh, so we're all in agreement that the Nuggets are contenders. Yeah, yeah, I think I – think I, so I, I know Matt said they're his pick to get out of the West. Mine would be the Clippers, but I think second for me would – be the Nuggets. I, I have them like you know, it's kind of like a one one a situation. Like they're very very close for me. Um, yeah, so uh, we can move on to my easy under now. And uh, I know this. So this easy under may shock some people, considering that this team actually just won the championship last year. But yeah, I'm picking the Warriors as my easy under. Um, I don't think this team is going to win 52 games. I actually think this team is going to be kind of broken a little bit as a result of what happened with the Jordan Poole, the Draymond Green incident. And I'll get into that a little bit later, but we could just, let's just talk about what they added and what they lost in the offseason. So they lost Damon Lee. They lost Gary Payton. That's a huge loss in my opinion. Gary Payton the second. They lost Juan Conor Anderson, not really, whatever. Oh, they lost Otto Porter also. He's also actually was very good for them last year. So they did lose some good players in the offseason. Uh, and they did add Dante Vincenzo. I think that's a good signing. Um, Jermichael Green, I think he's a decent player. They didn't really add too much, honestly, in the uh, in the offseason, to be honest. They re-signed Iguodala, who's kind of washed now. Kavon Looney is good. So the, um, they, they, they did lose. I think they actually got worse in the offseason. So now when it comes to the whole Draymond incident, uh, we all remember what happened with uh, Draymond and KD a few years ago. Um, Draymond, you know, called, said some words to KD, said how they don't really need him to win, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That was the catalyst in which that made KD leave the team. And that year, immediately after when he left, the Warriors were terrible. And, you know, they, uh, they didn't even make the playoffs. They were one of them. They were a lottery team the next year. So, I mean, then I don't think the Warriors are going to be a lottery team, obviously, but I just don't, I don't see this team winning 52 games. I, I just don't, I think they're going to get a lot worse because of this incident. Um, so I think maybe they, I don't know, maybe they win 46 or 47 games, but I don't see them winning 52. I mean, I, I, the Warriors, are they contenders? Are they contenders to win? I, I don't think they're contenders to win the championship in my opinion. I think there are a few teams that jumped them this off season in the, in the West, you know, Clay Thompson, uh, maybe he'll be a little bit better this year, but he did not look the same last year. Still a good player, but it's not as good as it used to be. Steph Curry. Obviously, amazing, one of the best players in the NBA still. And then they have Jordan Poole. Um, I wouldn't even consider Draymond uh, a part of that big three anymore, to be honest. He didn't – he actually looked pretty bad in the playoffs uh, towards the end. He looked 
the Warriors were benching him in the finals uh, towards the end because he was, you know, not just not good. So I don't know. And now Draymond also said he's going to take a leave of absence from the team. I think the team actually kind of suspended him behind the scenes. I actually don't even – there's a possibility Draymond does not even play this year, the whole year. Like, who knows? The league may have gotten involved and told the league that to suspend him behind closed doors. So I don't know. But I'm, I'm curious to hear what your guys' thoughts are on the, on the Warriors. Yeah, no, that's definitely an exaggeration. Uh, Draymond will be playing this year. He's taken a couple of days away from the, the team. Yeah, I, I could see that as the, the Warriors are doing something behind the, the scenes. They don't want to make it public that they're suspending him. Uh, a combination of uh, Draymond just wanting to step away from the team by himself. He is the leader of that team. He's the soul. He's what drives them. He's what made them, really. Uh, when the Warriors had that first breakout year back in 2015, that was, as, as much as it was because of Steph Curry, it was because of Draymond's progression into the ultimate glue guy, the ultimate all-around player that the, the Warriors uh, have, have been using him for the, the past six, seven, eight years. Draymond Green is still a part of that big three, no, no matter what anyone says. Sure, he's a, a triple single type guy, but what he provides to his team in terms of uh, defense, he's a, he's a deep boy. So you, you always got to put respect on his, on his name there. Draymond is still extremely important to them. And honestly, Jordan Poole seems like he's going to be taking a, a step forward. So do I think that the Warriors are going to come out of the, the West again? Do I think that they're going to uh, beat some of the other guys like the, the Nuggets or even the, the uh, Timberwolves? I don't really think so. I do agree that Klay Thompson seemed a little bit slow last year, but I think that could also just mean that he was getting his feet back under him after being out for two years. And this year after a full healthy offseason, he'll be ready to, to go. So I can see that. Uh, we, we can see the, the old Klay Thompson this year again. I do think that they're going to have over 52 games. I, I think that the Warriors are still going to be really good. I think they're, they could easily, they'll, they'll probably make the Western conference finals, honestly, because they have so much more experience over the Clippers and, and Nuggets. They'll probably end up beating one of them. Uh, they'll just end up sneaking their way deep into the, the playoffs, like how we've seen them basically every year since, uh, since 2015, since 2014, since, since 2013 also. Um, the, the Warriors are, are, are still going to be good. You're, you're overrating this, this incident. This is Draymond Green, who has a lot of emotion, who is the leader of that team. Jordan Poole was clearly just, just talking smack, and Draymond wanted to put him in his place. No, nah, bro. Really, that's, 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 not, that's, that's not what it looked that's like, really all, That's really all this was. And first of all, this, this, it's not like it was a totally unprovoked thing. It wasn't like Draymond just sucker punched him. Jordan Poole pushed him. Right when two grown men are, do he like, pushed him because he got up in his face, bro? He like was... right, but that's yeah, no, no, no. But when two men are are talking, talking at each other, and one pushes the other one, you don't like you have to be prepared for a retaliation. It just that's that's just kind of how the the world works. So Jordan Poole, it, it wasn't like Jordan Poole pushed him to get away. Jordan Poole shoves him, right. They're not, they're not two strangers. Like, you know, they're coworkers. They've been together for a couple of years now. I don't like, and he just, he didn't even put his fist up. He just straight up swung at him. I think it was a little bit of a sucker punch. Um, but that, you know, I, I, I don't want to get too much into that. I think 
this I think there's probably going to be like a five to ten game suspension from the Warriors for Draymond. But I honestly agree with you that it's not going to like affect them too much in the long term. Um, the line on them is what, like 51 and a half. I'd probably I honestly wouldn't touch that line because um, I'd probably have them like around 50 to 52 wins, like somewhere in that range. So I just I would feel uncomfortable touching that line. I think it's pretty good that, you know, the number that Vegas set. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I, I agree with Matt Draymond's the heart and soul of their team. Um, before he had that back injury last year, he was a defensive player of the year candidate. He's basically their point guard. You know, Steph Curry does a lot of stuff off ball. You know, Draymond's running the offense. Um, Steph is just constantly running around the court off ball screens and stuff like that. And then Clay, like you said, also, you know, he's, you know, he had a torn Achilles and a torn ACL and he, it was his first year. So I'm going to give him a pass for that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to get, to get your feet under you in that, in, in that kind of situation. You know, it's, 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 I remember like all the nerves he said coming into that, for, you know, his first game and the first, the first couple of months for him. So I think having a full off season, you know, where he knows what he's capable of. And now he can just take a step. He can take a step back and just get back to who he was. Um, maybe gain a little bit of burst back. So I, I think 50 to 52 wins is very feasible for them. I think the line that Vegas set is perfect. Um, and also Jordan Poole. I love Jordan Poole. Um, he, was, he was a serious candidate for me for um, most improved player before the season even started. I love what I saw out of him in the preseason last year. I remember I talked about it with Ethan. Um, it was between him and Anthony Edwards. And I think I ended up picking Edwards. Um, you know, Jordan Poole is a terrific player. He's got, um, he's got an amazing bag, the in and out moves he can do, but, you know, handle, handle is very tight. Um, he's a, he's a great player and he's going to be like, you know, if Clay Thompson does take another step back, let's say, I think Poole is going to fill that role perfectly for them. All right. So it's uh, nice to see that none of you guys agree with me. So damn. Yeah. Fuck um, take too. Bad take. I guess. So yeah, so now uh, we so we discuss our overs and unders. So are there any teams that you guys want to discuss um, remaining? We haven't really talked about the Clippers. Haven't talked about the Suns either. I think that's actually interesting to talk about. Um, we haven't talked about the Wolves or the Grizzlies. There's a couple of teams that we could talk about. Um, so uh, Jordan, any teams that you uh, find interesting you want to talk about real quick? Yes, I, I kind of want to talk about those two teams at the top, uh, Clippers and the Suns. I think. You know, you guys know my my love for Phoenix. I've been like I've I've been obsessed with them since like 2014 when Tyler Ellis was like their starting point guard at one point. So I've always had I've I've always had some admiration for that for that club. Um, they've had to deal with a lot of shit this offseason with the whole Robert Sarver thing, um, with DeAndre Aiden's contract situation. You know, kind of not talking to Monty Williams the entire offseason. Um, it seems like there's a little bit of bad blood there. Um, you know, and also Jay Crowder getting all pissy about not having a starting role, you know, because Cam Johnson, they feel like he's the starter, which is, you know, probably the right decision that Cam Johnson now, as soon as they tell Jay Crowder, he's going to be coming off the bench. He wants a trade. Um, that's a bad look for him. I don't really think that's, that's the organization's fault, but still, you know, it's another issue they have to deal with. Um, I think 52 and a half is probably a little bit high for them, but, you know, like the Warriors, I just wouldn't touch that line because the Suns are just a machine, you know, with Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and even, you know, DeAndre Aiden, I think the whole contract situation, you know, he'll, he'll be fine in the long run. He even said today, I think everything between him and Monty Williams is fine now. Um, well, it's, Johnson, it's easy to say that now, but to be honest, yeah, no, nobody no, actually right. knows. Nobody actually you're right. knows. You're right. Um, uh, you know, I, I think Mikhail Bridges takes another jump this year. Um, Cam Johnson's a great three-point shooter for them. He's going to be their starting power forward this year. Um, I, I, I think their team is still really strong. I think 50-52 wins, like I said, for the Warriors, they're going to be in that same range. Um, but I'm curious to hear what you guys say, because I know 
I know Matt's always a little bit more down on the Suns than I am every year. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, Matt, any thoughts on the Suns? Yeah, they're de- definitely going to be taking a step back this year. They're I agree. not going I to agree. be at the top of the Western Conference. At some point, the talent – at, at some – just put simply – the Suns, in my opinion, don't have the same amount of talent as some of these other teams in the Western Conference. I look at a roster like the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think they're they're just a, simply a better team than the the Suns, just on on paper, right? Uh, I I think even the the Grizzlies, you can make a a argument that they're going to that they have a better roster than the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul at some point is going to have to take a step back. I think this is the season where we start to see a little bit of that slowdown uh, where he isn't that uh, the, the basically the best player on the, the team anymore uh, because in the past couple of years, you can kind of make that argument over uh, Devin Booker. But I think this year, finally, we're going to firmly see that CP3 takes one solid step back and that's going to hurt the rest of the Suns roster uh, with, without CP3. Uh, running the offense, Devin Booker, it's going to be a lot harder for him to get uh, his his open looks. Uh, he's not really a great ball handler. He's, you know, okay, but he's he's more of uh, he's that's he he feeds a lot off of CP3 putting putting it um, putting it simply there. Uh, DeAndre Ayton, I I don't think is going going to take a step forward. He's going to just going to remain how he is. The the Suns roster, uh, it's it's more of that the rest of the Western Conference really improved significantly and because of that the someone has to go down and I look at the the Suns and they they seem very vulnerable a lot of teams are going to want to go at them because they've been cocky for so many years always talking shit to any team that that plays against them they were exposed by the Dallas Mavericks in the in the second round as as uh not tough yeah and teams are going to to continue that They're, they're going to look at game seven and they're going to repeat that strategy the Suns are going to be worse. Are, are they going to fall out of the, the playoffs? No. Are they going to be the, the six or seven seed? Yes. I don't know about uh, – like, Matt obviously goes to extremes, but uh, I don't know about the six or seven seed. But um, they're definitely not going to be the one, two, or three seed, in my opinion. Um, so, I think they definitely will get worse. I agree with Matt. Um, their win, they had the championship window for those, like, for those two years. They had that time, but it's that window's closed now. I agree. Like at some point, Chris Paul will take a step back. I don't know when it will be, but he will take a step back at some point. He already kind of did in the playoffs. Um, in the second round, he was just, against Dallas. Uh, he was just shit towards the end. Like him and Devin Booker were both garbage. Um, and especially that ticked me off so much that Devin Booker was talking shit to Luca like he's better. Like, I'm sorry, Devin Booker, you're a good player, but. If you're going to talk shit to Luka Doncic, you're going to get punched in the mouth. And that's exactly what happened. Luka shat on his head, bro. And, and let him know about it, too. So uh, I was very happy to see that. Um, so I, I just agree. I think this, the Suns will take a step back. I think the best they can do is the fourth seed next year. Um, I think they'll probably be the fifth seed. Um, that's just uh, yeah, that's my thoughts. Yeah, I, I, have, I have him as the fourth seed right now in my, in my ranking. So I think that's, that's pretty fair. I wouldn't go, like you said, I wouldn't go as far as six or seven, but I think, you know, maybe they can, you know, if they overachieve a little bit, they can get two or three, but I think four is probably where they, where they, uh, where, where, where they lie. I mean, what do you guys think? Who's going to be a better team? Well, actually two part question. 
who has a better roster and who do you think is going to end up with the better record, the Suns or the Timberwolves? I, 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 I know you're very high on the Timberwolves and I am too, but I'm not, I'm not there yet with them that like I put them in the top four. Um, but I, 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 I think Phoenix, I, I think Phoenix is a little bit better than them still. I agree. I agree with Jordan. I mean, the, the Wolves just don't have enough experience yet. Say what you want about the Suns, but <clears throat> they have been pretty battle tested over the past uh, couple of seasons. So they, <clears throat> sorry, they, oh, they have, they have that experience. The, the main core of those players have the experience. So um, I, I probably still will take the Suns. I think the I think the Wolves have more potential, though. I think the, the Wolves have a, definitely more potential than the Suns. Maybe not this year, but for the next few years, I think the Wolves are going to be are, are going to be really good. I think Anthony Edwards is just going to get better. Him and Cat, that's a that's a scary dynamic duo. Um, the the Wolves, the Grizzlies, and the Nuggets for the next two or three years, uh, those are going to be the the big heavyweights in the West. Yeah. Uh, now I, just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I am super excited to see Towns and Gobert together. I really want to see how that works. I think it's going to be amazing. Town, Towns has basically operated like like a power forward his entire career, and uh, now now he has a big man to you know hang hang down low in the paint. Towns can just shoot seven or eight threes a game like he's always wanted to, and he's a really good shooter too. He can shoot 41 percent. Um, so that that's gonna be really fun to watch, and I think you know Anthony Edwards is gonna take a, a big leap this year. So they're they're gonna be a fun team. And league pass rankings, they'll be in my top three. Only only thing I'm I'm don't really like about the the Wolves is uh. It's painful to say, but the uh, D load isn't is just not a very good player right now. Um, he's very ineffective. What, what are you What are you talking about? D was still a very he's, solid player. He's not a very good player on the Wolves. Uh, his shooting percentages are terrible. Um, he's very inefficient. I don't really think he fits the team that well, in my opinion. He's a terrible defender as well. So, um, I mean, he he has the potential to go off on some offensive games, but. I don't know. The, that's the only like one caveat for that Tebow's team, as as much as I used to love D'Lo when he was on the Nets. But uh, you know, another team that we haven't really given any credence to yet in this podcast episode is the the Clippers, by the way, who are they're set at fifty-two and a half. So yeah, no, the Clippers I think are definitely the a contender to get out if they stay stay healthy. Their team is is also like disgusting. Like they're am I, am I crazy. Am I am I crazy for thinking that's an easy over? Like at two and a half. I, really, I agree. I, I, I don't think it's that crazy when you have Kawhi Leonard, Paul George. Um, they brought back Norman Powell and Robert Covington. They brought they, they signed John Wall, who I think is going to fit really well with that roster. They still have Nicholas Batum. They have Zubats. Um, I think they have they have, Covington. They have, they have a Coving- good. They they, have, they still have Marcus Morris. They have Luke Kennard, who's a really good shooter. Paul George. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. The the Clippers have a, a scary. I think, and they have Ty Lue, one of the best coaches in the NBA. The Clippers yeah, yeah. have a, a scary team. I think, but I think for the Clippers, as sim- kind of similar to the Nets, uh, who we'll talk about next week. But it, it's a it's an all or nothing year for the Clippers. It has to be this year. If you're going to win, you got to win this year. You're not really going to have any more chances after this year. So. That is the, they have a lot of pressure to like win because um this year to be honest uh, I don't know I think I don't know if you guys agree or they're, not they're, they're my pick to win the yeah they're they're my pick to win the championship this year yeah they are my pick to get I think, they're I my think pick they're, as well to get to the finals roster yeah they're my pick to go to the finals as well um the Clippers yeah, may, are maybe really good maybe this is just gonna be my contrarian opinion here. Uh, but I am not sold on the Clippers. I don't think they're going there. Look, clearly they're, they're a top Western conference team, but I think the, the Nuggets are better. 
they're they're simply just a, a better team. I don't know who you guys think John Wall is in 2022 and it's going to be 2023 next year. He's not he's not good anymore. He's he's old. He can't do anything. Like like look at him. He's he's gained weight. He's not fast anymore. He can't really do the things that he that he used to be able to to do. Uh, so when you guys are talking about oh they added John Wall, that's, that's not the, the, the John Wall he, he, that we remember. He's going to be a, a, he's going to be a backup the, point guard for them. Reggie Jackson's their starter. I still I'm not saying John Wall's going to be in there. Right, but Reggie Jackson guy. is not a particularly good starter. No, he was he was, he was very he, good he last was year. A quality starter for them last year. He was he, very good for them last year. He was he was good for them last year because they had literally no one else. Because for a lot of the the season they were without uh, PG and and Kawhi. I mean, so I remember, that's, so, I, I, I so that's, that's kind of why he was able to put up a lot of numbers. I remember in the playoffs the other year when they had when they still had Kawhi and PG, he was. You know, I remember him cooking Rudy Gobert on like possession after possession. I mean, like he's he's a really he's a quality. I'm not saying he's some all star, but I'm saying he, he's a quality starter for them. The the yeah. thing is, yeah. So he's he's okay, fine. He's solid, but he is he's not really at the same caliber, even like of of D'Lo. Right. Like I, I honestly look at D'Lo as a better basketball player than Reggie Jackson. And I, I just I don't really think that's that crazy of a take. No, it's, it's not. It's so not so like the like there are just several teams that are just simply have more talent than the Clippers. Right. Like, sure, they, they have Kawhi. They have Paul George. Those are their their two heavyweights. But the rest of the, the roster is, dare I say, mid. I the, the rest, Damn, the bro. rest of the roster Damn. is really not what Luke Kennard. Okay, fine. He he makes a couple of threes against Zubac. Who who cares? What Zubac? Bro, what? Zubac is not that good. He's it, he's just not that. He's not that good. Dad, you're wrong, dude. Zubac. Matt, Matt, Matt just revealing how much of a casual he is. I can't believe it. Uh, no, Zubac is really. He's come on, guys. Dude, he's, yeah, he's not that good. Go go bear would go bear would would fucking towns would. Tear him apart. The like they they would he would fucking Listen, eat him for for, Listen, for lunch. It's like the, I mean, we're, the, we're, the we're Clippers basically. So so that they also have Robert Covington, who is a a good player. He is um he is kind of he's on the wrong side of, of thirty though, so he could be. Norm Powell down. is really Nick good. Nick Batum is not good anymore. He's not a good player. If you guys say Nick Batum is good, you guys have, have lost. He is a bad fucking basketball dude, player. Dude, he shot 40% he's, he's, from three last year. What are you talking about? Dude, he's he's not good anymore. He he can't he can't pass. He he, he doesn't he doesn't do the things that he used to do. He he used to be a, a good passer. He's just he's he's over the, the hill. Nick Batum is not good anymore. I don't I don't care what anyone says, he fucking sucks. Norman Powell. Who? Who fucking? Dude, you, no, you, way. You're, no, you're, no way! You are saying this right. You're now. you're exposing yourself. You're you're exposing yourself. That one, I was I was going out on a on a limb there. <laughs> Norman Powell's okay. Like he's, he's okay, he's fine. But Norman Powell, right? Norman Powell is their third best player. Dude, Norman Powell's last year's not. No, no, no. Wait, wait, guys. My point is that Norman Powell, he he's their their third best player. Maybe Reggie Jackson. Like whatever, that's not going to cut it in the Western Conference. That is my my overall point, right? You're wrong, but dude, that Norman Powell is excellent. He's he's a he's a solid player. He's a solid player. I'm not going he to, gives you to take that away. From a game yeah, off the I, bench. I, I I know, I know. Nineteen he's, on forty nineteen. He averaged uh, nineteen points on forty two percent from the three point line last year, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. With the with the Blazers is 40 games. Uh yeah, 18.6, 3.3, two assists. Okay, fine. Like that's that's that is pretty good. It is, but for a third for a third best player on the Western Conference, that is not going to win the even the, the conference. They're not gonna make it out of the, the conference. I also the I nuggets, just think the, the, the nuggets top to bottom, guys. The, the Nuggets top, top to bottom, yes or no, have a, a better roster. Just just look at their, their rosters, just compare them. It's close. The Nuggets have a – no, it's really not that no, close. The, they're, the, they're the, the Nuggets, neck, yeah, are, I, I think the Nuggets are head and shoulders above the Clippers here. I wouldn't I wouldn't say head and shoulders. That's, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I, th- I think they're very close. I think you're just do, forgetting do, how do, good Kawhi Leonard is, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not forgetting. That's, that's the only those, reason why I, I have are... them as still a contender. But, I mean, also, do you guys think that Paul George is going to stay healthy all year? Listen, that's that's an, that's another problem. That's that. Do you, that's do you think big, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter are gonna are each gonna play like sixty games this year, coming off the injuries they had? Michael Porter Jr. No. Okay, Jamal Murray's coming off a torn ACL and missed the entire yes. year. Is he, is I, he gonna play I, the entire year? I I do think so. I think he. Just, I think just, Jamal Murray just plays. Gut, just gut feeling, man. Just gut feeling. Jamal Murray's gonna be playing like. Listen, you're you're saying you know the 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 the, the Clippers have these health problems. You're right; they do have health problems. The, the Nuggets have them too. Like with two of their stars, dude, and and John Wall's gonna play like thirty games. Like I'm gonna look at this this Clippers roster and be like, oh my god, it's sacked. It's not. And and I I almost kind of feel like I'm I'm just just red pilled here that that I'm like you're on an island. Who who sees this? Like the the Clippers, what Norman Powell is their is our third best player. That's that is not going to cut it. That's not a bad thing. Norman Powell is your third best player. He's very good. It, it yeah. is. It is in the Western Conference. In this year's Western Conference, it is simply put. It is. Listen, Marcus Morris like, like even, even... game. Terrence Mann. By the way, Terrence Mann's still you know a quality, a high quality bench player. Very good he's player in the playoffs. Yeah, we haven't even talked about Terrence Mann. Um, he's still good. I, I think you're underrating. You know, I'm not saying Nick Batum is some amazing player, but he's not like he's not a scrub like you're saying he is. I think he's a fine bench player you know i think i think their bench is probably better than denver's bench yeah i, mean, I think matt i think matt you're bruce, just uh bruce brown bruce brown's gonna be coming off the bench in denver right at least probably uh, i mean their starters probably gonna be what murray kcp porter gordon and Jokic. so yeah yeah so off the bench yeah um i mean yeah I don't know. I think I don't know. It, it's close. The Nuggets Clippers is close. They're they're the they're, gonna, they're 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 my one and two. Yeah. They're the top two teams in the West. Yeah. yeah, they're the top two teams in the West, in my opinion. If they stay healthy. All right. Um, we didn't really talk about the Grizzlies. Also, um, very interesting team. They got John Morant, one of the best players in the NBA. They do not have Jaron Jackson for. They're gonna miss him for a few months in the season, uh, which I think is a big blow. But I I still think the Grizzlies are a scary team. They they honestly. They could have went to the finals last year, um, if if a couple of things went their way, um, and John Moran got hurt in that Warrior series, they probably would have won that you, series. You mean if uh, if Jordan Poole didn't intentionally injure John Moran, right? Yes, um, but uh, so the the, the Grizzlies are also still a really good fucking team. Um, I love John Moran. He's maybe probably the most entertaining player to watch in the NBA right now, in my opinion. Um, He's uh, really amazing. Uh, you really can't. There's not much else you can say about John Morant. Um, I remember that one dunk he had in the in the Grizzly series that on Malik Beasley just completely fucking just destroyed him. Uh, that was amazing. 
Um, what are your thoughts on the Grizzlies this season? What do, what do you think their ceiling is? You think how good do you think they can be? I mean, I definitely see Desmond Bain as taking another step forward. I could even see him making the All Star game. To be honest, uh, he is a lights out shooter. He's a just phenomenal player. He's a the, their clear number two. Um, he's going to continue growing with John Morant. Uh, Jaron Jackson, he's going to be out until like December. That's really not even all that long. And we've, we've seen that the Grizzlies do fine without their best guys, like with, without John Morant. Uh, they went like 13 and they, two or something. Last yeah. Season. Like, yeah. so they, they're, they can adapt to whatever uh, is thrown at them. The, the Grizzlies, they, they still have Dylan Brooks. Uh, they, they still have the rest of that really strong, really balanced, really well-built young, hungry, also slightly battle-tested uh, roster uh, going going pretty deep into the, the second round last year. Uh, they they feel like they have a chip on their, their shoulder. The the Grizzlies, I, I definitely think that they're a uh, an over here. They'll definitely win in the 50s, in the 50 amount of, of games. They'll um they'll they'll just kind of can continue what they're what they're doing and I I expect good things out of them. Jordan. So for me, um, I, I like the line that Vegas said. It's the same thing with the kind of like the Suns and the Warriors. I think they're right in that range. It's kind of it's, it's a line that I really wouldn't touch. I think they're like a 48-49 win team. Um, just because I think they're going to miss Jaron Jackson a lot. Those first, I, I don't know if it's December or exactly when he's coming back. If it's only if it's only like around Christmas, then it's fine. But I think it might be a little bit longer than that. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, he's, a, he's their third best player and he's a really important piece of their team. Um, I agree with Matt on Desmond Bain. I think he's going to have a terrific season. Um, I don't know if I don't know if he'd make an All Star team, but I think he's going to take another leap forward. He's going to have more on ball responsibility. Um, John Morant, we know, superstar, um, you know, top three point guard in the league. He's, he had an incredible year last year. I think he's going to build on that. Um, hopefully he stay. Hopefully he can stay healthy for the playoffs. So, you know that was a big issue. Him you know, not playing during that Grizz, that Warriors series was was pretty disappointing because I think he had a legit chance to to bring the Warriors to the brink of elimination. Um, yeah, I really like Memphis, um, but I probably have them as like a five or six seed right now. I wouldn't put them in that top four of the West um, and probably peg them as like a 48, 49 win team. Like I said, I, I really like their roster, but I think not having Jaron Jackson those first couple months is going to hurt their win total a little bit for the overall season. All right, yeah, so uh, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Buckets Podcast. It was fun to do this. We'll be back next week with our Eastern Conference preview, which will be very emotional as me and Matt talk about the Nets and Jordan, of course, about the Knicks. Um, so, yeah, it'll be very fiery. We hope to see you guys next time, and peace.